Hello, my beauties, and welcome to our 10th episode. I know I cannot believe it either, but we are 10 episodes in. Welcome to the 10th episode. We are going to be talking about all the trending topics that are going on right now, as well as a deep dive into something that's pretty disturbing and gross, but needs to be discussed so that people can kind of stay away from it. Um, So stay tuned. Trending topics are right after this. Okay, beauties, let's get into these trending topics. So Tamar's boyfriend, David Aliso, um, has filed a restraining order against Tamar. Apparently something went on between the two of them and he felt as though he had to go to LAPD and file a restraining order against Tamar when they asked what the restraining order was in relation to, he cited domestic violence. Now, this comes not so long after Tamar was unfortunately hospitalized for having an episode um, in which, you know, she had a suicide attempt on her life. And so in this time, David was there for her when she was able to send a message out to everyone uh, about how she was doing and how everything was going. She actually cited David as being her rock, her peace, someone that was there for her in her time of need. And she really said, you know, he's one of the reasons why I was able to seek the help that I needed because he was in my corner the entire time being there for me. So now today the tables have completely flipped. It seems like, you know, Tamar is, is having a, a tumultuous relationship with David and they've been going at it. And apparently she may have thrown something at him. Those details were not confirmed, but people close to the couple said they get into a, you know, argument and she picked up something and threw it at him. And that's what made him scared enough to go to the police and say, I need a restraining order because now things are getting physical. Um, which if that is what happened, good for him, you know, just because you're a man doesn't mean that you can't be a victim of domestic violence. And if something is going on, don't escalate it by becoming violent with that person. Go to the police and have it handled appropriately. Nobody needs it to escalate into an all-out brawl between you and your partner. I'd much rather see someone, you know, go to the police and seek help. So, you know, we're just praying for them, hoping that everything is okay. And it was just a, you know, a really bad argument. But I hate to say it goes back to one of our previous topics in our previous episodes, being on a reality TV show, especially one that is going to be focused on showing your real authentic truth, like this show that Tamar is working on right now. It just seems to cause so many issues for the people actually doing the show. And it just is something that's so intimate and just having that in your space all the time. I just feel like it's not good for anybody to have to deal with that 24 seven, especially at the tail end of a divorce, being in a new relationship and raising a child during COVID. Like this is when you want to be filmed 24 seven, but it is what it is. And I think the show is premiering at some point next week if it has not premiered already. So I will be watching And I will let you know if I see anything in the show that may be a clue as to the stressors that she's under right now in her relationship and her personal life. So 
keep your head up, Tamar, and um, we're going to move on to the next trending topic. So apparently, Little Boosie is trying to pay the owner of Instagram, Mark Zuckerberg, $100,000 for his Instagram back. Now, if you've been following Lil Boosie or know anything about him in general, he is just him. You know, he can only be one way, problematic as he is. That's just who he is, and he's never going to be anybody else. So basically, during COVID, he was also doing like a quarantine live every night and doing all these different lives. And he was asking women to put body parts on live and he would send them a thousand dollars or he would cash out them money, whatever the situation is. So of course you cannot go nude on live because if Instagram finds out about things like that, they will block or take away your entire account. And that's what happened to Lil Boosie. So apparently, you know, he had hundreds of thousands of people on these lives. He's telling people to take their clothes off for money on live. And it was reported probably several different times, thousands of times probably. And his account has been taken away. Now he's trying to go right to the owner, right to the source. And he is tweeting at Mark Zuckerberg. He's going in other people's under their comments and adding him and trying to pay $100,000 to get his Instagram back. This is where I stayed on the whole situation. He doesn't need to have his Instagram back. <laughs> Honestly, because some of the things that he was talking about and some of the things that he was saying, while it was funny, it was kind of unbelievable that it was even coming out of his mouth and the comments he's been making about other people's children and the things that he's discussed that he's done with his own children. It was just to the point where I think even he would benefit from not being on that platform because God forbid he says something that he shouldn't have said or he tries to smooth it over, whatever, what have you. And next thing you know, CPS is at his door and he's fighting to get his Instagram back. But in all reality... He probably should just be careful and be happy that he doesn't have it because you can't just say whatever you want to say, do whatever you want to do. Not when you're still a public figure, you know, he's been in jail a long time. You know, he's not really up on the technology, like maybe some of the other stars. So he may not understand the long lasting effects, but you cannot hop on Instagram live and tell people to show their body parts for a thousand dollars. And then make a song about it. Like, it's comical, it's hilarious, but at the same time, I think he's better off just not having an Instagram and just seeing what he can do with the other platforms and maybe work his way back up to Instagram when he gets that PR team in place that can really put him where he needs to be to really sell some music. Because I feel like even more tragic than everything that he talks about in the other off-color comments that he makes is... He put out an album during this time and it flopped. Thou hundreds of thousands of people are on your Instagram live stories laughing with you, laughing at you and everything else. And you can't even go gold. They're not buying the music. So if you can't kind of parlay all of this popularity and the people actually buying your music and getting that those dollars in your pocket, you can get that PR team in there and really start to work these avenues because the audience is there so what you really you know use it use it for your benefit you know instead of letting it work against you all right so let's move on to the next trending topic it looks like summer walker and london on the track have called it quits 
Um, it looked like the couple was dating for about six months. He had bought her a car. She bought him all this jewelry. Um, he surprised her during her tour. They were just kind of a cute little odd couple, but it is official this morning. They were both only following each other and now they're following no one. So it can be confirmed that it's basically Splitsville. Um, one of Future's uh, children's mothers clocked in on the situation, Eliza Rain, and she basically just said this is karma for Summer Walker having anything to say about her relationship with Future. I believe Summer made a comment that 35000 is too much, whatever Eliza was asking for from Future to uh, for child support for the daughter that they share together. And, you know... I guess this was karma in Eliza's eyes that her relationship seems to have fallen apart. But, you know, nobody needs to be petty and go on other people's comments. It You know, it happens to everybody. Everybody has a chapter they don't want to read out loud. And why can't Summer have an opinion on what's going on with Eliza and Future's, um, you know, child support? That's the thing. You brought it into the public eye, how much he's not paying, how much he's not a part of the child's life. So now this has become a topic on people's lips, apparently. So you can't falter for having an opinion. Um, But it looks like the couple has split. And on top of that, London is also supposedly the father of a three-month-old. A young lady has come forward claiming that London is her child's father and she is willing to do a paternity test to prove it. So this may be another factor that ended um, Summer Walker and his relationship. It's a shame for music fans because I love what they did together on her last album, but you never know. Maybe they can still work together, be super professional about it. Okay, now we're going to move on to the next trending topic, uh, more Tiger King updates. So apparently Joe Exotic is asking for a presidential pardon from Donnie himself uh, because he's being sexually harassed in prison. He said he's being followed around. He can't enjoy his outside time and other things that they allow them to do in the prison because he's being sexually harassed. He's asking because he was involved and convicted in a crime that he claims he did not do and did not take part in the murder for hire plot of Carol Baskin, that he should be released from prison. Uh, The White House has made no statement, of course, and I don't even know with everything going on. I just think that's the last thing on Donnie's mind, but that's that on that. And then um, the next topic, Dancing with the Stars has a shakeup in place. So the ratings have been dropping for Dancing with the Stars. It kind of came out with a bang, but in the later last few years, it's just been like dwindling in popularity. So they have decided to shake up the complete new cast, new host, new everything for this season to try to revitalize it. Their new host is Tyra Banks. Um, and then the new cast seems to be drawing out everybody that people are talking about these days. AJ McLean, um, from Backstreet Boys, Carol Baskin associated with the Tiger King. Um, 
Nelly, Sky Jackson, Johnny Weir, the ice skater, and then Derek Huff is going to be joining the judges panel. So they're really going all out this season to try to bring a lot of new viewers to the show. I think having Tyra as a host will liven it up because Tyra in herself is pretty, you know, spectacular to watch. She has a good stage presence and brings people in. And then just the fact that Carol Baskin is on, I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like she's from a Netflix documentary and now she's on Dancing with the Stars. So apparently they're just bringing the fan favorites. Wherever the fans want to see is what they're bringing. So it should be an entertaining season. I will watch at least one or two episodes for you guys so I can bring it back what I thought of it. And, um, you know, if you feel like it's worth watching, then I guess give it a watch. I kind of almost want to watch for Nelly. Am I the only, I, I kind of like Nelly. I remember loving Nelly when I was younger. So I might just watch to see what his dance moves are hitting on, but those are the trending topics. Stay tuned for the deep dive. Okay, my beauties, this is my favorite part of the show, the deep dive, where we look at something that I feel like doesn't get enough attention or something that I want to shine a light on. So today's is pretty gross in nature just because of it's so exploitive of the situation and it kind of makes me feel like, why would you do that to someone? But we're going to um, talk about it because it's something that we all need to educate ourselves on and how to donate and give properly and to the right sources. So today's deep dive is called Profiting from Pain. And it kind of brought my attention to it because this happens often where someone will die in the public eye or they'll face a hardship in the public eye and people will create GoFundMe accounts, they'll create different social media pages, they'll do different things to try, like they're, you know, trying to create awareness and trying to help the family when ultimately they're not trying to do any of that. They're just trying to make money, um, essentially. And that's what happened with, um, Ahmad Aubrey and one of his friends. So his mother came out recently and she just expressed uh, her disgust towards one of her son's old friends using his name to basically make money. Um, his mother, Wanda Cooper, was alarmed and disgusted that she found different pages that were intended to honor her son's memory now being used to make money without her permission. One of the major accounts that she was disgusted by was I Run With Mod. So just to refresh your memory, because unfortunately there's been so many killings this year um, and in the past years as well. Ahmad Aubrey was running outside of his neighborhood and he was gunned down by two murderers and another man was filming the entire murder. And... Uh, it basically, you know, took the world stage. People were so disgusted by it. Thankfully, everyone has been arrested. Those three men have been arrested um, and they are awaiting trial at this time. But basically, the slogan I run with Maude came out a few um, days or so after 
um, his killing was kind of brought to light and I believe his birthday was coming up. So in memory of his birthday, the hashtag I run with Maud was created so that people could do their run, do their morning run, do their morning walk as a way to say, you know, everyone should be able to get up day or night, middle of the day, whatever time of day, and be able to, you know, put their app tracker on and go hit a run. It shouldn't be that you can't run outside because you're a black man or you, you know, you shouldn't feel that you can't run certain times of the day or whatever, what have you. So, it was actually very beautiful what people did. They used the hashtag, they shared their run details and things like that, that they run with mod. And Wanda agreed at the time she knew that these Instagrams were being made and she knew that they were intended to honor her son. What went wrong was so many people began to follow these Instagram pages that they became monetized. So how Instagram works like YouTube and any other platform, when you begin to have many, many, many um, people that follow you and you begin to have a following on these social media platforms, these platforms will sometimes offer you money in exchange for advertising things or putting something in your story. In the beginning, you didn't really even have to disclose it was an ad. You could just, they would pay you to post because you had so many followers that this was a way for them to advertise. And now you, you know, influencers and people still do it, but they have that little line under the picture that will say, this is part of a paid advertisement or this is a paid advertisement. So anyway, the I Run With Mod Instagram account became so popular. It had over 10,000 followers and it kept growing and growing and growing to the point where the page became monetized. At this point, one of Ahmad's former friends before he was killed, Akeem Baker, was working on this Instagram page and he began to run it like a business in his mom, in Ahmad's mom's words. He began to run it like a business. He began to kind of barter for different advertisements that he thought would be better or different product placement to run in the stories of the page. When the page was intended to honor Ahmad's memory and to kind of share different photos of the I run with Maud hashtag, not to make money. And it's also worth noting that Wanda Cooper never signed any permission for her son's likeness or anything like that to be used in relation to making a profit from this Instagram page. Well, unfortunately, Akeem Baker was not going to stop there. After the page had been monetized, he also started a GoFundMe page. And on the GoFundMe page that he started without um, Ms. Cooper's permission, Ahmad's mother knew nothing of this GoFundMe page until she was notified that it had raised almost $2 million and she had seen none of the proceeds of this GoFundMe account. Uh, I think this is what prompted her to speak to the press because at this point, that is a lot of money for someone to be generating. That's really has nothing to do 
with Ahmad's immediate family. Um, sources did say, and in, even his mom confirmed that they had been friends while Ahmad was alive. And that's kind of what gave her the trust for him to start the Instagram account. But as far as the GoFundMe account, those funds were not raised with her permission and she had no knowledge of the funds and she did not receive any of the funds and the account still sits. Um, I checked before recording at almost $2 million. So I want to share this story because I, I just think it's so important in these times we get, you know, attached to these causes and for good reason, it's good to have empathy. It's good to donate where you can, but you definitely have to check your donation sources. Unfortunately, COVID has hit people very hard and everyone's not thinking straight. They might be doing things out of desperation and, you know, making these fake pages because they really, really need the money and they don't see any other way. We don't know everyone's circumstances, but as a rule of thumb, you have to be careful where you donate. You want to look for the verified GoFundMe accounts. You want to look for the accounts that are being shared by the immediate family or the law group that is representing the family. Other posts that may even have pictures of the victim and them together or, you know, talk about the victim and and in that in very intimate ways that they might know the victim only donate to those pages that are shared by immediate family members such as mothers you know fathers sisters brothers or the law group that represents the family this is probably the safest way that you can donate to make sure your funds are actually going to where you think that your funds are going to you can also donate to nationally recognized organizations like Black Lives Matter or the Eli Pro uh, Project for Social Justice. So these are larger organizations that you can find the links to everywhere like Instagram, Facebook, Google them, and you can find the links to these official organizations. Just check that it's a .org, not a .com because .orgs should never... Um, Nonprofit organizations usually have a .org, not .com. So you just want to check all that information. Or if, you know, you really want to be sure, you can go through Facebook. Facebook verifies the accounts before you donate. So if you want to donate through there or if you want to donate through Instagram, those ways are a little bit safer than just going to a GoFundMe and clicking and donating there. Um, I just want everyone to realize that you can donate safely. Don't stop donating because I don't want you to think that every donation is a scam, but you also just can't throw your money everywhere because you want to be kind of more aware of where your money is going, what's going on with it, and who's actually using it if it's getting to the people that you intended it to go to that actually really, really need the money um, and not just, you know people who are opportunists taking advantage of a situation that's going on. So that's been our deep dive today. I just encourage you to look into that. If you have been donating, just double check where you've been donating to. If you haven't been donating, use those um, official Facebook links, go on Google, do a quick search. Just, you know, if you, if you really look into where your money is going, you just give it a second over, you'll probably find where it's going and you won't have to wonder 
than um, if the victims were actually getting the money or if they're not getting the money. So just do a quick double check of that and be sure where it's going. This has been the deep dive for today, beauty. Stay tuned for the outro comments. Okay, my beauties, this is my least favorite part of the show where I have to say goodbye to you. I just want to thank you. Thank you guys so much for listening to all 10 episodes or if this is your first episode or however you listen. Um, thank you so much for listening and sharing the podcast to people that you know. As always, arrest the cops that killed Brianna Taylor. We won't stop until she gets the justice that she deserves. Have a beautiful day or night wherever you are. And I love you for listening. Bye.